are here on Fails to Wins with Mr. Richard Matthews. I'm so excited to have this guest on with us today because he has so much to talk to us about, about his Fails to Wins. I've already kind of cheated and read his story ahead of time. And what our Fails to Wins are, are things that we've done in our businesses, mistakes that we've made, kind of bumps in the roads that we've encountered, and the wins that we take from them that we could share with other people. So, Mr. Matthews, if you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm the founder of uh, Push Button Podcasts, and you can find um, you know, all of our, our stuff there that we do. And I help, I help people build what I call heroic brands. Uh, we've been doing that for a number of years. So our podcast, The Hero Show, is the same kind of thing. We uh, interview entrepreneurs and we talk a lot about building heroic brands and the stuff that goes into that. Um, and other interesting things, my wife and I have been traveling full-time in an RV for the last three three years. Oh, um, so I'm actually in the back bedroom of our RV right now. And you may or may not hear our four children up front running around screaming, doing their homeschool stuff. Um, and yeah, so... We've, uh, we've been running our business from the road and growing it. Um, we have uh, uh, several staff members that work with us uh, and that's growing. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we, uh, we travel, run our business, do cool things. Um, it's, a, it's a fun life. So you actually kind of embody the idea of what I, in my brain, businesses are having to do now and that's adapt to everything that's going on, whether it's having to do things from behind the screen, having to do things on the go. And it just kind of, it's fitting, it sounds like, to what you're doing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, with the whole global pandemic that we have, you know, smashed into this year, uh, we have, I have so many friends and colleagues and, you know, just people that I know online and all over the country now that are they're having to make a shift that we made years ago um, to everything from homeschooling to working virtually to working with their teams virtually. Um, and it's been really interesting because like a lot of the problems that you see people having are stuff that like we've sort of solved already, either in our own family with figuring out how to do homeschool, how to do homeschool from the road even, um, and, you know, staying connected and those kind of things. And, you know, in the business, like, how do you work with your team virtually and still have, you know, a virtual coffee hour and that kind of stuff um, and do all those things. So um, I got to have a lot of fun conversations with people and be, just sort of help them get to, you know, operate normally again and realize that, like, it's not the end of the world, right? You can still run your business. You can still grow your business even um, in light of everything that's going on. Um, and, as a benefit just on my side, because of the type of work that we do for our clients, um, our business has grown a little bit in the uh, pandemic because we help people build their online brands and their virtual products and those kind of things, um, which is, you know, that's a boon for us, right? So not that I'm excited that we had a global pandemic, but <laughs> uh, it is, uh, you know, we're, we're in a space that, um, you know, when part of the economy got squeezed, our, our portion of that is, is expanding a bit. That's awesome. That's kind of like giving me that Amazon <laughs> vibe where people were like starting to move in that direction, but the pandemic pushed it a little bit more. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What would you consider out of your entire um, entrepreneurial career or even life is your fail to win? So I think one of my, my favorite stories, um, and I have, I have a lot of failures because my, uh, my, my sort of 
I don't know what you'd call it. My motto, motto for life or mantra is is to uh, fail forward, right? And if you're not failing enough, you're not uh, um, <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere. And you know, I always tell people you can only you only fail if you give up, right? That's the only way to actually fail for real. So um, my my favorite I've got two stories I want to share. So first one is my first is a short one. My first business, um, I was 13 years old. Um, and, and, and it's interesting because it wasn't necessarily a failure, but it was a, it was a thing that I got shut down for. So I, I started, um, I, I took a loan out from my dad, uh, for 50 bucks, managed to, you know, con him into giving me $50. And I ride to the big, uh, the big box store and I bought a whole pile of big, candy bars, right? Like the big hundred grand bars and the big Snickers bars and the big nerd boxes and brought them all to school in my backpack and started selling them to other students on campus for, you know, like hundred percent markups because they didn't have any of the good candy in the vending machines at school and I had the good candy. Um, so I managed to make about a thousand dollars in profits um, over the course of about six weeks uh, with that small little business before I got uh, shut down, had my first government shutdown. That's what I tell people. Um, because the, uh, the faculty and staff, the admin were like, Hey, you're not actually allowed to run a business on campus without a business license wow. and you can't get a business license cause you're 13. <laughs> so, um, so, so my, what, what's interesting is I don't actually consider the getting shut down the failure. The thing was the failure that I had was a mental failure and understanding what profits were. Right. So I remember I came home the first day that I, I sold out all of my product and I had, you know, I had spent $50 on product and then I made like $100 uh, in, you know, in money back. So I had $100 and then I, I owed my dad the $50 back. So I gave him his $50 and I had to replenish my stock. So I bought another $50 worth of candy and then left over, I had $0. Okay. And I was like, well, wait. Like WTF? What just happened? Like I thought I made a hundred dollars, but I made I made nothing, right? And it was a it was a lesson for me in understanding. I had to actually start looking up, like what was was the difference between revenue and profit and profit margin, and learning how to like learning the idea of like I had a business expense in this case it was a fifty dollar loan, right? And uh, I had to you know pay for the cost of goods sold, right? So I learned about cost of goods sold and revenue and profits at 13 years old. Um, so for me, it was like this little mental failure of like, I made no money, right? I had nothing to show for myself after my first couple of days of selling. <laughs> uh, and so that was my first, my first, like, you know, I failed in my head. I was like, I made no money. That was my failure. But it was really, it was a, it was a win on the other side because I learned a bunch about business, um, you know, just some basic concepts really. Um, and I learned them really early and I did go on to make a few a few more hundred bucks before I got shut down, but that was my my first sort of fail to win story. I was I was insane. My uh, my my dad gave me a, a copy of the Rich Dad Poor Dad books when I was like nine or ten years old, uh, and I was reading all of those and I was obsessed. I managed to convince my parents when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old that I didn't need to go to daycare that instead I should get dropped off at Barnes and Noble after school oh. uh, because I couldn't. Uh, so I I couldn't afford to buy any of the books because you know I was a broke kid. Uh, but I would sit down in the business and marketing section and read books and I would look over and have a stack and I would just read those books until I got home. My parents would make me do my homework. Uh, but uh, I had a couple of, I was listed in my, uh, my yearbook as most likely to be a millionaire. 
I really miss the way that people used to be when it came to libraries and stuff. If you walk into a library now, it's so many digital things and like maybe I walked into one, there were three aisles of books and that was it. You can, there's so much, so much knowledge just sitting there that you can have, right? Other people's experience that you can live and, and experience for yourself. And it, uh, um, you know, it put me on a really good path of, you know, growing my business. And to your point, my whole concept of learning to fail, uh, failure as a way to, to win in life was something that I learned from those books as an early child and learning that, hey, you know, it doesn't matter um, if you fail, it matters if you learn from that failure and try again. Right, and you move on and you're, that's the whole fail forward, right? You, you fail, you learn something from it, you move forward, you fail again, you learn something from it and you stack those failures together. And when you stack enough of them together, you have success. Yeah. So I was, um, I started, I started a, um, a consulting firm, um, when I got out of college. Um, and it was, uh, the journey to get there was kind of interesting, right? I paid my way through college as a photographer, realized I didn't really like doing photography as a profession because I like it much more as a hobby. And, you know, um, so anyways, I got out of that and I ended up getting into the network marketing business um, and ran, um, learned a whole bunch through the leadership program there and learning a lot about, a bunch about marketing. Um, and at, at some point along that journey, I realized that network marketing really didn't work for me either because you, you have a lot of um, a lot of uh, your results are based on other people's willingness to do their work. Um, and it's a difficult thing to, to figure out, um, especially as in my case, you know, a young, young, uh, you know, early 20s guy. Um, and um, so I, I closed that down and I was like, I needed to find a group of people. Um, and this is a really key point is I, I had to find a group of people who had a problem that I knew how to solve, right? Um, and then more importantly, a group of people who had money and then had a problem that I could come up with a unique solution for that I could help them solve. Um, and at the time, it was like 2007, 2008 timeframe. Um, it was the, uh, the advent of the smartphone, right? And, you know, at, at all of the businesses um, in our community, I could see, um, like, I knew all this stuff about marketing, about messaging, and I had this really interesting relationship with technology. I was really, really good at it, understand it really well. Um, and so with that, you know, my business background, my marketing background, um, along with my technology skills, I was like, I could probably help a lot of the local businesses get something, you know, start taking up, um, you know, the, the, um, the mobile marketing is what we were calling at the time, right? Things like making sure your business was listed in Google Maps and that you had like a mobile website and things like that. Um, really basic stuff that nowadays, you know, businesses just take for granted. But, you know, in 2007, 2008, a lot of businesses didn't even have a mobile website or have a website at all um, or have a social media presence or have a Google business listing. So I started a consulting firm helping businesses do that. And it was actually going really well from like 2008 all the way up till 2012 um, in terms of I was getting good results for my clients. Um, and, you know, they were getting good stuff. They were getting the things that they needed. They were getting more leads. They were getting more business. And I had good reviews for my clients. The only problem was I was a terrible business owner. Oh. <laughs> I was like legit bad. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah, so I was getting good results, but I was bad at business, right? So I was doing the whole thing where I wasn't charging real well for my, my services. And I was in my head, I was thinking um, that, you know, because I'm so good at the technology stuff, I can do things really quickly. And I was thinking in my head, I'm a minimum wage employee, right? And I didn't have these words for it at that time, but like in my head, I was thinking of myself as a minimum wage employee because the last job I had was a minimum wage employee. So I was like, I'm worth 
$50 an hour. And if it takes me two hours to build a business, a mobile website, it's worth $16 to them, right? That's the way I was thinking in my head. And so I was charging for my services accordingly, right? Um, which meant that I wasn't actually making enough money to actually grow, right? So I, I was always like, and because it does take a lot of time to do the stuff that I was doing, uh, you know, I was doing projects for 100, 200 bucks when the business would turn around and then take that um, stuff and add thousands upon thousands or tens upon thousands of dollars to, in revenue to their business because of the work we were doing. Um, so there was a major disparity between you know, the value I was giving and the value I was asking for in return. Um, and I didn't realize that. Um, and I was just, I didn't understand why I was struggling. Um, and I didn't understand, um, you know, why, like where the problems were. So I was having a, a couple of problems that came from that. One of them was um, I was, you know, I was starving in the business, right? So I didn't have money to both do marketing and deliver my products and like continue to grow. So it was always like, I would get a client, I would do the work for the client, finish the work for the client and then be like, oh crap, I have no more new clients. I need to go and get another client, right? And part of that is because I didn't have the revenue to do both at the same time, right? I finally got to a point, um, you know, we you know, we lifted up our business in Missouri and moved it to California, our whole family and everything just to get back around, you know, uh, people that we knew. I thought maybe it was the market that was a problem because, you know, we were in central Missouri and the businesses were smaller and the revenue numbers were smaller and the population was smaller. And I figured if I went back to my hometown in California where all of that was bigger, that it might solve the problems. And it did a little bit. They had bigger businesses. They had more budgets and stuff like that. Um, but it didn't solve the problem in the business, which was me. Right. It was, you know, between my two years and the problems I was having. Um, so come uh, December of 2012. Um, it was December 28th, my business partner and I, um, we got on the phone and chatted a little bit. And we we're like, I think we need to shut down our business, right? And it was not a because we want to get out of business. It was because we have some skills that we need to figure out how, like we need to, um, we need to fix, right? Um, so it's like, I know I have these marketing skills and I know I can deliver, but I need to fix my confidence and I need to fix like my pricing and I need to fix some other things. And I need to get all this stuff figured out while not struggling to put food on the plate for my children. Right. Um, so, and he was feeling the same way. So we shut down the business with the goal of my goal personally was I wanted to take a C level, right. So an executive level director of marketing position at a regional company. Um, that gave me a minimum of $10,000 a month budget to play with in the marketing space, right? Because that's what I wanted to, to do. Um, and I wanted to be in charge of the marketing budget and do all that and really test my skills at a much higher level with a much bigger business. Um, one, because I knew it would help me figure out the confidence stuff. And I knew that, um, you know, getting into a big corporation like that and learning sort of the inner workings would help me talk to businesses and sell to them better later. Um, and so I had a really particular goal of what I wanted to get out of taking a job instead of running my own business. So I shut down my business um, and then I went to work uh, and I spent the next four weeks finding a company that matched those parameters. Uh, and by February 4th, um, I, has, I was hired as the director of marketing for a local, you know, local regional company or in the solar space. Um, and I was made the director of marketing um, and I was given a uh, $25,000 a month marketing budget to be in charge of, as well as a, a small team. Um, and uh, well, the fun part about that is I was making, um, I was suddenly making six figure a year salary with a 30K um, 
you know, results-based bonuses that were paid out quarterly if I hit my numbers and stuff like that. I scored work from home and I got them to pay me for the entire time, the four weeks that it took me to get the job, which I can tell you that story if you want to, but it was really interesting uh, because we used a lot of the marketing skills we had to get the job. Um, and so it was, um, for me, it was a failure in my business, but it led to um, you know, getting into this other career. And that career lasted for 18 months, I believe. Um, and over the course of those 18 months, I, uh, um, we 10X'd that company's lead flow. Um, and you know, if you're familiar with, uh, with lead flow, especially in a business that's really high ticket like theirs, um, we were able to trace back $50 million worth of sales, high ticket sales to the leads that we generated um, for their sales team. Uh, over those 18 months, which was super, super cool. Uh, and then a couple of years after I uh, stopped working with them, um, they brought me back on as a consultant when I started my business again. Um, they were struggling with uh, a uh, bankruptcy uh, and they had to get their marketing stuff in place again after I had, um, I had left. And um, we, uh, they, they took my marketing plan and really implemented it and were able to get out of the the bankruptcy that they were in and saved the uh, saved all the jobs for the for the company and everything, which was really cool. So it's a really fascinating experience. Um, and I went from that job at the uh, you know after the 18 months, I gave them a three month notice that hey I'm I'm done here, uh, and helped them hire and train my replacement. Um, didn't do a great job apparently because they ended up in <laughs> having bankruptcy issues, but we were able to fix that in the future. Um, and uh, and uh, I went back into start my business again. And over the next, the course of the next couple of years, I had, um, you know, I started uh, a, a couple of online programs, helped one of my clients, my, one of my first clients, I helped him go from uh, $1,200 a month in sales to $250,000 in sales a year. Um, I helped him, um, helped him also get his, uh, um, we did a, a product launch with him that did $25,000 in 24 hours. Um, I helped another client go from uh, from zero dollars to two hundred fifty thousand dollars in sales in six weeks uh, from a, a product launch and webinar launch that we did. And those are just some of the first things um, that we did. I got another client that I still work with today. They were making about four thousand dollars a month on Amazon. They currently do about one hundred and eighty six thousand dollars a month on Amazon. Uh, and so it was, you know, so really cool results I've got for clients. And a lot of that has come back to I learned I learned a lot about having the confidence to both ask for what I was worth. Um, I still made a few mistakes. I had a you know the client I did the two hundred fifty thousand dollars for. I charged him five hundred dollars to do that. That was the last time I made that mistake. And my very next client, I had a high ticket stuff in place. Uh, and you know I've now done pro, um, projects with clients where I'm doing percentage of sales and where we're doing other things. Uh, and a lot of my clients in those spaces now are, um, you know, I, I make good money, they make good money, we make good money together, right? It's a win-win thing all the way around and I'm able to grow my business. Now I've got a staff of, uh, you know, there's four people, including myself. Uh, and we, you know, we moved into an RV so we could travel and we've been, you know, 20,000 miles around the country, been to like 26 different states. We had a baby on the road in Texas. Uh, my wife and I are currently talking about buying a 50 foot sailboat and we're done going around the country and traveling port to port, right? So we're, we're living sort of the freedom life that we wanted to do and our business is supported by that. And a lot of that has come as a result 
from that major failure I had where I had to shut down my business and go back and get a career. So it sounds very similar to the 13 year old story where um, one thing wasn't working and then you went back and got the education that you needed and the confidence that you needed to, again, like you said, fail forward. I get inspired by people like you who can take something that could have potentially just ended it all for you and, um, or you quit, but it's, you're very knowledgeable in that you took it and you're like, okay, what can I do to get this puzzle? It sounds like to me, your goals changed over time as well. Would you say that that's something that you experienced as well? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I remember when I was, when I was a kid, uh, if you went back and talked to my 15 year old self, I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 30, right? That was the only thing that I cared about was I'm gonna be a millionaire and I'll be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. Uh, well, what's funny about that is I'm 34 now, maybe 35. I can't remember. You don't ask my wife. Um, she knows. <laughs> um, and I'm not a millionaire yet. But what I realized along the way is I had this revenue goal that I was I was driving my business for a revenue goal. And the problem I ran into was I hit a revenue number along the way where I was like, I don't care anymore about the revenue because I have all of the things I want in my life, right? I can do the work I want to do. I can, I can travel the way that I want to. I can give my kids the life that they want to have. And it didn't cost a million dollars, right? That's what I was thinking in my head. It was like this very, you know, because I, did, I didn't have a great understanding of money and my relationship to money and what things cost because I was young, right? And once you sort of grow and figure that out, find out life's not nearly as expensive as people make it out to be. Um, and so I hit, I hit a revenue goal where I was like, I'm actually satisfied with what I have from a revenue standpoint. Um, and I started looking at, I had things that were more important to me than revenue. Um, and so the things that were more important to me were, were things like I wanted to be home every day with my kids, right? And I wanted the freedom to travel, right? And actually go and sort of experience life. I didn't want to put off experiencing life until I was retired. I wanted to do it now. Right. But I wanted to do it while I was still able to provide value for my clients and show my kids what it's like to work your ass off for a goal. Right. So you can actually accomplish something uh, and realize that, you know, you know, you can, you know, to use a cliche, grab life by the horns. Right. You can you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, and so my my goals shifted. Right. And uh, I became a lot more interested in. Um, in my business, I became a lot more interested in what is the value that I can bring my clients. And in my life, I came a lot more interested in how can, how can my business support my freedom, right? Uh, and uh, so I, my, my business, I, ha I talk about something, my, the name for my business on the back end, right? The, the legal name is called uh, Five Freedoms, right? And I talk about the, the five freedoms are uh, spiritual freedom, you know, having a, a relationship with your creator, uh, political freedom, something we're having a big discussion with in our country right now, right? And that's the, uh, you know, your ability to say and do and not have the government step in to stop you from doing what you want. So you have those two, those are like your foundational freedoms. Um, and then you have the one that most people stop at, which is financial freedom, right? And that's the uh, the freedom to not have your decisions dictated by your finances, right? Um, and then uh, uh, the ones that most people, I think, ignore are time freedom, which is to, you know, be in charge of how you spend your time, right? Not have someone else that you're reporting your time to, and then location freedom, which is, you, you know, you have the ability to work, live, play, do your life wherever you want, right? So you have the ability to, uh, 
to move. You don't, I, I say the, uh, um, if you have a job, it's kind of like having an eight hour chain, right? You can travel from your job. You can go about eight hours away before you have to turn around and go back. Um, a lot of that's changing now because of the virtual like work stuff. Um, so a lot of people now have more location freedom than they did last year. Um, but uh, I found that over over the course of running my business that you, the, what do you call it? The feelings or the satisfaction that comes from freedom is a lot more readily apparent when you control your time and you control your location more so than it is when you control your finances. So a lot of people, um, a lot of clients I have that they make, they make buku bucks in their business. They make a lot of stuff, but they didn't take a lot of time to think about their business model or their job or how they're making the money that they don't have their time freedom or their location freedom. And so they still feel trapped despite having large amount of income. Uh, so uh, when you take those other two into account, time freedom, location freedom, and make sure I run all of my decisions through the, that filter, right? Is this thing going, going to, how is it gonna impact my time freedom? How's it gonna impact my location freedom? How's it gonna impact my financial freedom? Um, and if it's not a positive on all three of them, I don't do it, right? I don't add that to my life or you know, add it to my business um, because those are the things that are important to me. So in, in, in terms of you know, having a goal shift, that's sort of where the goal shift has taken me uh, is realizing that I'm really interested in, in those freedoms. Does that make sense? It does. Thank you so, so much for sharing with us because that's a lot. You have a lot of knowledge and people would pay. Well, thank you. I, I want to see you on TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really look forward to connecting with you. How can people out there connect with you and reach out to you to, um, for your services? Yeah, so uh, primary service we offer is the Push Button Podcast service, um, and Push Button Podcasts is um, all about, uh, we work with uh, businesses, and we help them build and develop a, uh, I call it a content machine, right? So you build and set up a content machine. Um, we use a podcast as a base, right? So something like this, right? Like the Fails to Win podcast, and we manage everything for you. So we do a whole, whole uh, um, you know, uh, front to back end where we'll even, we'll help you book your guests. I'll um, help you manage all of the whole process there. You guys, do, you do the recording in-house, uh, however you do the recordings. We'll help you set up any of those kind of things that you need. And then we handle everything post-recording. We do publishing, promotion. We do the uh, announcement posts. We do everything that goes into the podcast um, and get your content everywhere. Um, and so we have that as a, uh, um, a full, what would you call it, a full, uh, full done-for-you service. That's part of the Push Button Podcasts. Um, and if you want to learn about uh, the methodology we have behind that, I actually teach that for, um, at the moment, we're doing it for free. It'll eventually be a, a paid course. But right now we're in the middle of releasing the content pieces. And if your audience wants to go through, I call it the uh, Your Content Machine. I mean, it actually goes through the M-A-C-H-I-N-E, like how you actually build a content machine. Um, and we're, in the, we're, we're currently releasing those videos and however long it takes me to release them is however long the, the course is going to be free. Um, so if your audience wants that, they can just text the word alchemy to 55444. And what I wanna teach people how to do is how you can have a content machine that gives you leverage. Right. You know, I, 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 the metaphor I always use for it is like driving a car, right? You get in the car and you can like turn your wrist a little bit and move your ankle a little bit and go 60 miles an hour. That's leverage. Right. Yeah. Same kind of thing where you don't have to, you don't have to spend 24 hours a, a week, uh, you know, 
putting content together for Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and everything else and LinkedIn and Medium and blah, 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 you know, just fill in all the hundreds of millions of social media options that are available. You can do one solid podcast and learn how to create what I call derivative content um, from that podcast and get it distributed everywhere. So you have, you have a leveraged system. Right? And we teach you how to do that sort of an autumn in, in a, uh, semi-automated fashion. And I say semi-automated because you never want to automate cre human creativity. Right. So how you how do you use the human power to have really good content for all those things? And how do you automate the parts of it um, that allow you to have a distribution network that's uh, you know better, cheaper, faster? Um, so anyways, that's the Your Content Machine training and your, your audience can go through that. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, you can find that on pushbuttonpodcast.com or our Hero Show. I think that's our current sponsored ad if you ever listen to our podcast, The Hero Show. Uh, you can find that on there as well. Thank you.